0: My name is Pastor Peter Gedaka. I serve in higher ground. Praise Chapel. We meet in Kiku Township Primary School. That's where we are right now. And we we are praying to God to grant us a praise of our own. Not because we don't like where we are, but we are also limited in terms of when to meet and days to meet. But God is faithful. And so much, I also want to thank the administration of the school for they've granted us that favor. Maybe before we get to the word of God, I will also want to thank the listeners as those who have found time to join us. It's only 30 minutes. You can afford to just put aside 30 minutes. You can call a flood and tell them about this broadcast. This is a broadcast where we pick the book, a certain book like we have picked the book of Ephesians, and we go through the word of God, the book of Ephesians, line upon line precept upon precept here a true, there a true. and with this we believe and we know that we will be able to mind the the knowledge the revelation contained in each verse i was telling someone that abraham walked with god for many years and part of his last years he only walked and trusted god with the five words god had spoken to him and those words are, "So shall your seed be." And he trusted God. He believed God. He meditated on those words—five words—and the Bible says that God counted him like righteous. Me and you have got more than five words. We have the whole Bible, and we are always in a hurry to go through verse, chapter after chapter. I want us to challenge ourselves. To have the patience to go through verse by verse. And it will leave us not the same. Thank you so much. Look for a pen. Take your pen. Take your Bible. Take your book. Let's go to work. There, You light the verses as we mentioned them so that you can also check them out. And any nugget, spiritual nugget that you pick from the word of God, you just light it down. Thank you. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. This is what Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. This verse is a continuation of the statement Paul made in verse 8. He went on to explain that the gifts Jesus gave to man were the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. God gifted individuals with these corings and then gave these people to the body of Christ as a gift. These are not the only gifts God gave to mankind. You find the other gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. There are two different ways people have interpreted this verse. There are those who think this is referring to some individuals receiving the gifts and there are those who think that this is referring to some churches who receive these ministry gifts. The first interpretation would describe the individual who were called to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. God gave some people the gifts of being an apostle. Some people the gifts of being prophets or a a prophet. Of course, there is the other group that look at it and view it as saying that God gave some churches apostles while he gave other churches prophets, other churches evangelists, and of course, other churches pastors and teachers. Personally, I believe where God gave different individuals into the body, not different people into churches. Because if you had to think of even what scriptures we looked at in the last broadcast about the unity in the body, then this would not really bring out that same unity. The other thing I also to note, want us to notice is that the word evangelist, this is the only time the word evangelist is used in scripture. The word evangelist was actually used twice, that is in Acts 21.8 and 2 Timothy 4.5. In Acts 21.8, it's talking about Philip, one of the first six deacons chosen by the Jerusalem church and was called an evangelist. One thing you notice is that we are never told what he did as an evangelist. There is no explanation of what he did that made him an evangelist. However, in 2 Timothy 4.5, Timothy was the first bishop or pastor of the church of Ephesus. He was told by Paul to do the work of the evangelist, to do the work of the evangelist. He was a bishop, he was a pastor. The bishop and the pastor and the shepherd means one and the same in the early church. Of course, today we've separated them and put hierarchies keys in those titles. But Timothy was told by Paul to do the work of evangelist. This implies that even those who may not be gifted with that specific calling can also function as an evangelist. It's commonly thought that an evangelist is someone who has passion to read people to the Lord and collectively so. But I also want to say every believer should have passion for souls. It's more probable that an evangelist is someone who has a supernatural gift to bring people to the Lord all believers should share their faith with others drawing on the power of the Holy Spirit bonus si if all believers are to teach first Peter 3:15 but that doesn't mean or doesn't make them teachers all believers can prophesy 1 Corinthians 14:31 but that doesn't also make them prophets. Likewise, all believers can and should minister to the lost. However, it may not make them evangelists. They are doing the work of evangelism, which is mandated to every believer. It says, go and make disciples. This is the only time the word pastor is also used in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, the word pastor was used once In Jeremiah 17, 16, and the plural word pastors was also used seven times in Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 8, chapter 3 verse 15, chapter 10 verse 21, chapter 12 verse 10, Jeremiah chapter 22 verse 22, and of course Jeremiah 23 verse 1 and 2. The word that was translated, the Greek word that was translated pastor here, this word means shepherd. And it was translated shepherd or shepherds 17 times in the New Testament. Each time Jeremiah used the word pastor or pastors, he used it in conjunction with sheep, reflecting the origin of the word. We are talking about the gifts that God gave to the church. We've looked at pastor, we've looked at evangelism, bishop, which literally means pastors the word bishop and pastor and shepherd represent one office let's look at verse 12 verse 12 says for the perfecting that's why the gifts were given to the church they were given for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of christ paul is talking about these ministry gifts that were given. And he's saying these ministry gifts were given to the church, to the body, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. I want you to notice, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. They are supposed to equip the saints and then the saints are to do the work of the ministry. The Amplified Bible translates this verse as, let me read it, His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. In bracket it says, his consecrated people, close the bracket, that they should do the work of ministry toward building up Christ's body, which is the church. I would therefore say it's a mistake to praise the burden of ministry on what we call the clergy, that is the past, the teachers, and all that. That is the full time ministers. So, Paul says the full time ministers, that is again, I said the five fold ministry, is to equip the saints. It's the saints who are to go out and leash out to the lost and carry the bulk of the ministry within the church. Shepherds don't have sheep, they tend the sheep, and the sheep reproduce. This is the Paul talking, not me. So, <laughs> It's a big mistake to hire ministers, many churches, especially in the Western world. You are hired to do what the individual members of the church are supposed to do. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are simply readers who equip an average saint or average saints so that they can be successful in the ministry God has given them. you Sifiwe. I want us to look at this word perfecting because we may leave it at that point and we think that these people are supposed to be perfect as perfect the way we know perfect. The Greek word that was translated perfecting here means fitting or preparing fully. It doesn't mean that you are perfect, you can't have any fault. It denotes the Lord gave the gifted ministers. Listed in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 to help fully prepare the saints so that they could do the work of the ministry. It doesn't mean they are perfect, but they are fitting or prepared fully. Because I know no one is perfect. We are all working towards that journey of being perfected. And one day in Christ Jesus, we will all be perfect when he comes back. Let's look at verse 13. Verse 13 says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The duration of the gifts are here explained. These gifts are supposed to be with us till we all come in the unity. There has been, and to many people, they still don't believe there is an apostle. They still don't believe there is a prophet. They may not have a problem with the evangelist. Indeed, they may not have a problem with a pastor or teacher or even evangelist. But the prophet and the apostle is a big problem. And they believe that the apostles died when the first 12 apostles died. And therefore, there is no apostles This one shows us that they are all apostles. And the only way you can tell they are still there is because the duration they were given out to last is until we are all come in the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. There are two types of apostles. There is the apostles who worked and lived and ate and drank with Jesus. Of course, there are other apostles who came after, and people like Paul, they didn't eat, dine, and walk with Jesus. And then there are apostles that are appointed to the body today. There are actually three types. And therefore, I want to bring out this fact that apostles are there in our time. I may not tell you who that is. But you, the Spirit of God should confirm or should be able to confirm to you who is. Just like we know their pastors and their bishops, which are not light with God and more so appointed themselves. They are for higher bonus, if you will. Anyway, we won't get too much into that. But these gifts will also continue to function until we all come into the knowledge of the Son of God and to perfect man. Unto a perfect knowledge that results in maturity. These gifts will continue until we come unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's Bible, not me. So if God says it right now, you may look aloud and you think that can't happen. Look at the body of Jesus Christ. Immaturity is more than anything else division and squabbles and all that and you look and this doesn't look like it's imminent but if God says it if he says it would happen who am I to look at what I'm seeing he's God I'm not the result of all this should be that we are no longer immature when you see the kind of division we are tossed to and from by every teaching you hear there is this teaching this side you learn towards that It is certain that this result hasn't happened. So apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers must still be allowed today. It's amazing that Paul proclaimed that Christians should come to the full station of Christ. And I believe it. And again, I say it may not look like it's a possibility, but Jesus said it is. God said it is. The Holy Spirit believes it is. And therefore, I can say it is. Let's look at verse 14. Verse 14 says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and from and carried about with every weed of doctrine by the slain of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait deceive. This gives us again the reason why the gifts were given, the pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, why they were given. It's to bring us to a level where we are mature and able to understand and know the truth. And no deception, liar, will come and take us west or south or north. Again, that has not happened. Christians are still garrible, they are not stable, they are so immature, it's so common, to see an immature Christian than one who is mature. God is faithful. God is faithful. I want us to look at verse 16. Verse 16 says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. The question is, how is it that believers grow out of the immaturity that we see in our everyday life? Life. How the answer is, they must speak the truth in love. Truth without love is like a club, no fimbo, and love without truth is powerless. One reason for such immaturity is because ministers haven't been able, haven't been faithful to speak the truth in love as they should. The clergy; those are the ministers they have to be politically correct they go by the weed you know the way you put some saliva on the head, on the finger lays the finger to know which side the weed is going so many ministers preach on the things people want to hear other than what people need to hear the bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free that is john chapter 8 verse 32 ministers have to come to a point where they are not men-preasers, they are God-preasers. It's only then and then that people will know the truth and know the truth and the truth will convict them to live a godly life. They will mature as a result. They will not be tossed up and down, light and left, because they now know the truth. I think we'll stop there. And hope to continue from the same point next broadcast. But before we close, I always don't like assuming that everyone I've been speaking to or who heard my voice through the radio is born again. And I always want to believe, even after hearing the word of God, there are those who have been convicted and hoping someone would lead them to the Lord. If you are that person, I want you to Pray this prayer with me. The Bible says you believe in your heart and I believe you do right now and you confess it with your mouth. I'm now helping you to confess it with your mouth. And the Bible says you are saved as a result. Your confession is made into reality. That is salvation. Just say this, Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ who died On the cross. I believe. He died. I believe. He was buried. I believe. He is elected. And I believe. He is seated. On the light heart of God. And therefore. This day. I open my heart. To receive. The risen Christ. By your spirit father. I thank you, cleanse me from all unliciousness. Light my name in the book of life. Cleanse me from all unliciousness. Thank you. I'm now born again. Thank you, Father. I will ask you to Possibly after you've made that prayer indeed from the bottom of your heart, I know you know someone, at least one person who's a Christian and he walks with God. He's a mature Christian, as we would like to put it. Go to her or to him. Tell them what you've done. You've made this confession. You've prayed with the pastor in, through the broadcast and he will encourage you or she will encourage you. Or you can also call me through this number zero seven five one zero three zero nine three zero. That is zero seven five one zero three zero nine three zero. Pastor Peter Gedaka, you can call me and we can talk. We will encourage one another. Thank you for finding time even to go through the 30 minutes and listen to the word of God. We will see you next broadcast, God willing. Thank you. God bless you. Amen.